Welcome to another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yalbron, lead pastor of One Community Church located in El Dorado, Arkansas. For information about the ministry of Pastor Jason or One Community Church, please visit our website at occeldorado.com. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching One Community Church El Dorado. Well, we're fixing to uh, launch a ministry that I think is going to be pivotal uh, for our church. Obviously, you see the name of it. It's called Embrace Grace, and this is for unwed mothers uh, who are struggling with um, the idea of do I keep our do I keep this child or what do I do with this child? And uh, there are so many out there, even in our community, uh, that we have we have uh, actually had contact with. Um, that are struggling uh, with this decision. And so I believe our church is going to be a bridge that God is going to use to help these moms know what to do, and we are going to give them the avenue to help them know what to do. Um, I think it was the last time we did the Hannah Pregnancy Center baby bottle drive, which we'll talk a little bit about that here in a moment, and we're fixing to do that starting on Mother's Day again. Uh, this is not a knock on you per se, but even even for me, this was something that God scolded me about. But was it last year that we had the Roe v. Wade reversal and and all of that about abortion and all that? And and uh, the Lord really scolded me because I was just to be quite honest with you, I was embarrassed by what our church did for the Hannah Pregnancy Center. I was embarrassed. Our church, a church this size, it should have been three times the amount. And, um, and, I, and that, that's me. That's not you. That's on me. And the Lord really scolded me about that because this is the hot issue of our day, and Christians are on their high horse, pounding their chest, talking about this, but we give minimum and we do minimum to help this cause and to help these girls figure out what to do with these children and what to do with, even with the pregnancy. And some of them don't even know how to raise a child. And the Christians are, are on their high horse, but yet we're not doing anything to promote this and to help them and take action. Anybody can talk. We can all talk a good game. But can we actually put our feet and our, and our hands where our mouth is? Can I hear an amen on that? And so what I want to do with Embrace Grace, and you're going to hear all about it, is our church is fixing to, to take action. And we're going to do more than just get on a high horse or on a podium and talk about how abortion and sin and all this kind of stuff, we're actually going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? And can we give God a big hand clap of praise for that? Amen? So with all of that said, um, Samantha, Mike is, is not here. His, his grandmother passed away, and um, he is out of, out of the state right now. Uh, he hated he couldn't be here. He wanted to be here uh, so badly, but he'll be watching through uh, the, the Internet. And, um, but we love Mike and, and you guys. Before we jump into Embrace Grace, though, let's just spend just a moment talking about what God has done in Mike and Samantha Wilson since they've been at One Community Church. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when you guys come here, uh, there was a lot of brokenness. And you um, were dealing with depression and all kinds of things, and I don't, I don't want to steal anything you want to say here, but was it like 26 medications that you were on, something like that? Over the course of a year, yeah, yeah. I transitioned in and out of 26, and wow. then I was on 
five every day, five wow. different medications. Yeah. And now what has happened since your time at One Community? I have been off of all my medications coming up on a year, almost. Wow. <laughs> Come on, give God a hand for that. That is awesome. Well, we'll have to, Mike, he got out of this this time, but we're going to get him back up here because <laughs> yeah. uh, he does a great job communicating. And I want to do an actual video with him because he has a tremendous testimony and just the, the verbiage that he uses about how this church has changed his life yeah. uh, is phenomenal. So we'll do that. But uh, Alicia, I'm going to turn it over to you and, and I'll, uh, I'll interject as the Holy Spirit leads. But uh, let's talk about Embrace Grace. All right. Well, I just want to tell you guys as we start off just kind of the the vision um, and how God really orchestrated the birth of Embrace Grace um, here at OCC specifically. Um, because, you know, whenever it's God, we don't have to strive to make something happen. He just does it. And so that's why I would, as a testimony to him and how he works so beautifully and orchestrates things so effortlessly. Um, I just want to tell you guys quickly the story. Um, so the Lord had really um, put on my heart, um, you know, when we first started doing the baby bottle campaign with Hannah Pregnancy Resource Center, um, I don't know if y'all um, remember Sister Loves a Lot who came out and really encouraged you to, to give to that, but that's always been something that's really close to my heart um, because of things that I went through personally that are part of my testimony, and I won't go into that today. But the Lord really started birthing within me um, a desire and a need to reach out to the young women of, of this area. And, um, you know, Pastor Jay was like, well, how are you going to do that with, um, you know, with everything else that you have going on? And, and true enough, okay, I couldn't have handled that. So we started praying, Lord, send the person who has a heart for this, who is intimately acquainted with the needs of these women, who can really take this on and, um, and really facilitate this ministry at OCC. And we were looking into different things, you know, how can we do this? Um, Lord, what does this look like to you? So um, I had a visit with Samantha, and through the course of conversation, Samantha started um, sharing with me that she had such a heart to reach out to the women of the community because she was intimately acquainted with the needs. And so I'm not going to go into her story, but with that verbiage that she said to me, I thought, oh Lord, this is what we prayed for. Thank you. And so then we started looking into what would that look like? And so Samantha and I were praying about it. We went to Gateway Conference last year. And at Gateway Conference, um, the, the, other lead, the staff will tell you, um, they highlighted this program, Embrace Grace. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the leadership of Gateway, um, Pastor Robert Morris's son, Josh Morris, his wife, Hannah, um, is one of the leadership and the um, public relations people with the Embrace Grace program. And so she was there, and I was able to talk with her at Gateway Camp, at the Gateway Conference, and she started explaining to me the Embrace Grace program. Samantha and I had talked in my office about how we just had such a heart at the, at the root of all of this. We want to give these women a safe place to realize their identity in Christ. So as I started talking to Hannah Morris that day at the Embrace Grace table, she started telling me all about how this program is revolved around meeting the needs of these women and helping them find their identity in Christ. 
And then she started explaining that it's a 12-week program and all of the different things that lined up that fit exactly into what we were already doing at one community church with our community groups, our group semesters, it just fit right in. And so I got the information. I was super excited. The other staff, when they did the video for Embrace Grace, I had not said anything to the other staff. This was just between Pastor Jason and I. So when we went to lunch that day, everybody was just in tears and they were like, y'all, we've got to make that Embrace Grace thing happen. Like who can coordinate that? And I'm like, God's already said, I know. And so that is how Embrace Grace was birthed at OCC. There are so many women in this area. I think that is really a need that, um, that doesn't get talked about very much. And, um, and it's really a need that we don't really understand how great it is. So um, as we talk about this, um, Samantha, could you give us some statistics um, with Arkansas concerning those needs? Yeah, um, we have a pie chart up there. Um, so the most recent year was 2021, which because of the overturn of Roe v. Wade is probably the most recent, you know. Um, so there was 3,133 abortions done in the state of Arkansas in 2021. Wow. And as you can see, like it really spans a, a wide age range, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, mostly that 20 to 35. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we look at this and that's, you know, 3,133 women that if they got pregnant this year would not have the choice of abortion and um, are left with whatever circumstances that they find themselves in. Mm -hmm. So that could be really scary. Absolutely. So um, with with the needs of these women as they're facing an unplanned pregnancy, um, can you speak to to some of those needs and and what... um, you know, what they may be struggling with at that time? Yeah, I think the biggest need is a need for support. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's just emotional support, but, you know, they may need financial support, just stability. Um, some of these women are alone. Some of these women, and I, I didn't include this, but a vast majority of them already have children in the home, and so they're already overextended, and so they just need community, really. Right. Because babies are gifts, right? Yes. Um, I know a scripture that is really um, close to both of our hearts, Psalm 139. Um, share a little bit about that. Yeah, I, um, I have it up here. I, so I actually, and we've all heard this scripture before, um, but I looked at it in the message translation because mm-hmm. it seems a little more wordy and in-depth, So, and I really mm-hmm. like this translation. Yeah. Um, so it says, oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Awesome. I love that scripture. I love the idea that each child, even if the child never lives outside the womb, was created with purpose. He said that every day of their life was written down in the book. 
And so, um, so children are gifts, yes. right? They're not consequences. They're not punishments. No, they're, they're very intentionally made. And I think a lot of times we skip over the fact that they are intentionally placed in their mothers. Their mothers are chosen by God. And they knit together. <laughs> yes. And it's very intentional work. Yeah. And I love this graphic here because it just such love goes into his, him creating us. And I think to the, the value of life, it is so sacred. And I think to, to think of it as punitive or as a consequence, I think those ideologies should never go together. And I think the fact that they have is kind of why we are where we are. Yeah. I know that speaks a little bit to your story. Um, and my story as well. Uh, we kind of share, we share that. Um, could you go ahead and share a little bit of your story with us and really why this ministry is so dear to your heart? Yes. So the word that kept coming to mind as I tried to prepare for today um, was self-sufficient. I lived a life of self-sufficiency um, because of trauma and abuse. I didn't believe that God loved me, could love me, would protect me. Um, and I, I didn't believe that who I am as a, just me was worthy of love from anybody. And so going into my teen years, um, you know, I just wanted to be loved and feel loved. And um, the only way I was able to self-sufficiently get that was through an exchange. Um, and so I lived a very kind of promiscuous lifestyle, just trying to, to want to feel loved. And I just have to add this little insert here just because it speaks to the fullness of God and how he works. But um, my husband, Michael Wilson, he actually told me that he was in love with me before he ever even held my hand. Wow. So it was wow. like That's such sweet. a full circle God moment. Um, so anyway, through, you know, and, but when you live that way, you know, there are things that happen. And when I was 20 years old, I found myself pregnant, um, unplanned by me. And, um, and that was really hard. And the father, when I told him, he asked me to have an abortion. And when I decided I couldn't do that and he broke up with me. And so that was the end of that. And, um, it was hard on my parents too. Um, the lifestyle that I was living was not necessarily conducive to good parenting. And so there was a lot of fear there. And, um, and I want to share something, and it's a little controversial, so I ask you just to, to um, try not to get like, uh. But, um, you know, I, I had a whole church family. I grew up in the church. Um, but I went to Planned Parenthood for a pregnancy test because I was in a little bit of disbelief after taking like five over-the-counter tests. And uh, the nurse at Planned Parenthood was so kind and so I just remember her 
I mean, she, she was just like, you know, you can do this. And if you want to do this, here are the resources. And it was the most kindness and the most empathy that I had received from anyone, including my church family. And I think that, I know that, that is why we're, we're kind of losing this battle. Because when the nurse at Planned Parenthood is giving you more love and empathy than you were receiving in church, it's just, just it's really hard. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this should not be. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Can we pause right here, though? Can, can we just take in what she just said? That she found more love and acceptance outside the church than inside the church. And religion has done that. Religion has done that. And we have looked down our nose as, as, as though we don't have any sin in our life. What did Jesus say? He that's without sin cast the first stone. Amen. Samantha, I can say this. Uh, when I went through my crisis in life, which was a divorce, I found more love from the world and acceptance from the world than in my own church. And guys, this is something that has to be changed. It has to be changed. And we, I love what you just said. We are losing the battle. Christians are losing the battle because we're up on our high horse looking down our noses at people. And that has got to change. So I admire you and the courage that, that, that you have had to even come back into the doors of a church. And thankfully, you found one community. But keep on going. <laughs> um, so, but I, um, I actually, you know, my parents offered for me to come live back at home. Um, I, it's kind of crazy. I had moved out and my boyfriend and I were supposed to move in together and he broke up with me and that was like a whole thing. And so, um, but they, they wanted me to place my child for adoption. And at that time I was like, I'm not doing that. No way. And so I'm like, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to live here. And so I actually lived in my car and, um, kind of bounced around from couch to couch for a while. Um, and just like out of the the blue, um, my boyfriend's mom reached out to me and she's like, I have no space, but you're welcome to the space that I have. And she brought me in her home and um, she helped me apply for Medicaid. And I started seeing the doctor and um, she helped me get um, like food assistance. And it's really great because she actually didn't want anything from me. And I think she, she helped me do those things to help kind of make empower me to feel like I could do this. Um, and so, but as time went on, you know, because of my past and my history, um, the men I chose were not great. And, um, my baby's father was an alcoholic and very abusive. Um, and so it's just not something that I wanted for my child. And even though I had this woman saying, you know, we'll figure out daycare, you know, whatever you need, we'll get it done. Um, I was afraid personally that her father would be in the picture at all. <laughs> and so I, um, I actually did end up calling an adoption agency and um, made a plan for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and I felt 
just really alone in it all. And I think that was the hardest, the hardest part was just feeling alone. And so that's, that's really why I want, I'm so passionate about this ministry because it is so focused on loving the mother as much as you love her unborn child and giving her that community so that she isn't alone. And your adoption story um, has a happy ending because you still are able to have contact with yes. your daughter. Yes. yes. Uh, we do Skype visits and we do visits when we can. She lives out of state. And she actually comes and spends a week with my mom every summer mm-hmm. for grandma camp. So <laughs> it's very open. That's right. So um, what the enemy meant for evil, God yes, turned ma'am. for good. And that is continuing through this program. So how many lives will we be able to reach um, and you will be able to share your story with and comfort them with the same comfort that you have been given by the Lord? That's amazing. So how can we as a church um, minister to women like you and I through Embrace Grace? Talk a little bit about that, what Embrace Grace stands for. So as I, like I said, um, Embrace Grace their whole thing is they're, they're pro-love. And so really that is the biggest thing that we're going to do is we're just going to love these women. We're going to give them a safe space to just be who they are, flaws and all, and just love them through it. Yeah. And um, the big, a big thing about Embrace Grace too is it really talks about their identity in Christ. And that is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me for a long time, well, up until freedom last year. <laughs> you know, I lived in the identity that Satan had created for me and not the one that God did. And um, you just, you get, you're just stuck. Walking in a lot there. of shame and guilt. Yeah. And yes. And it's a process of allowing the Lord to break that stuff off of you. Yeah. And really leaning into who he says that we are learning our identity in him because the way he knit us together and and wrote all those days down in his book there's nothing that can separate us from his love not even our mistakes right yes it's amazing so um we're just going to offer through the embrace grace program um really a safe place of connection Mm -hmm. and practical help yes right so um Okay, so Pastor Jay talked a little bit about the Hannah Pregnancy Resource Center and the baby bottle campaign that we've got coming up. Um, so we do currently support as a church the, the Hannah Pregnancy Resource Center. So um, talk about how Embrace Grace is different. Yes, so we are going to be working in conjunction with Hannah Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, Hannah offers also a safe space for these women and they do free ultrasounds and free pregnancy tests. And they also have parenting classes um, where the participants can go and then be able to earn credits to shop in their baby store. And so they offer some practical help that way. Um, Embrace Grace is not a parenting class or anything like that. It is just um, a 12-week course and really just talking about who they are in Christ. The, the gospel is shared every week in Embrace Grace. And so really Embrace Grace is just focused on loving these women, leading them to Jesus and into a community. That's great. 
Can you kind of explain the structure of the Embrace Grace program and the different um, activities and things that will be going on during those 12 weeks? Yes. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun, I think. Um, so like you said, they have a um, – and actually, first I want to say we're going to be working with Hannah Pregnancy Resource Center, and they Embrace Grace sends – Hannah, at no cost, these love boxes. Mm-hmm. And they give them to women who are, um, who come, who have a positive pregnancy test and are single. Um, and as you can see inside, they have like this cute onesie that says the best gift ever. And they have, which I think is really great, these brave girl notes. So people write in to Embrace Grace, embrace grace um, these letters um, to the brave girls. And it's just an, it just admonishes them and encourages them, and they're so sweet um, and such a blessing. And uh, and they also has Amy Ford's book, A Bump in Life. And she's uh, the founder, right? Yes, Amy Ford. She, yes, she's the founder of Embrace Grace and an invitation. So they go online and they register, and I reach out to them and tell them about our class. So Hannah will be giving those to women, which is great. Um, and then, yes, we have a 12-week curriculum, which is perfect because that's how our church is already set up, <laughs> such another God thing. Um, and again, it's, it's just 12 weeks of going through um, their identity in Christ and encouraging them to live in freedom. Um, and there's actually a free, a week called free. It's week nine, and they receive these free bracelets. And... In the class, they actually, they write down some of the invisible chains that are kind of keeping them from freedom, and we talk about it, and we give it to the Lord, and we give them this bracelet as a reminder that they can walk in freedom in Christ, and that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you guys know, uh, OCC also has a freedom course, <laughs> and it does the same thing, and if you haven't done it, you should register for that in the fall. It seems like maybe this was put together for a right. OCC, right? Um, and then, so they, and then we also have what's called a testimony night, which I'm really excited about. Um, and that will just be women sharing from our church, just sharing their stories of of how God has redeemed their life. And um, so, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that connection element. You yeah. know, when, when someone's hurting and they're going through a rough time and then they see, um, you know, people that come alongside them and they have the same kind of stories, that is so impactful just to know that you're not alone, right? And all of our stories are significant. Yeah, and like you said, I think in Satan thrives on making us feel like we're alone and we're the only people who've messed up this badly or right. have gone down this road. And so... Testimony night is just that. Yeah, you're not alone. Right. So I think that's going to be really impactful for the program. Um, And then after they've completed the 12 weeks, um, we do a princess day. And I have a picture. It's they just we do their hair and their makeup and we just make them feel as beautiful on the outside as they are on the inside. And we do like a fancy lunch and we just, you know, just to celebrate them. And just to love on them. So some of these girls may have never been treated like they matter, like they're valuable. And um, I was reading earlier 
a devotion that said that while we were still sinners, Jesus declared us valuable. He set our worth while we were in our muck and our mess. And some people to think, uh, you know, of a woman in need that has never realized that has never been treated like she's valuable. What an impact this will have on her life. Yeah. Amen. And um, in conjunction with crown or with Princess Day, we do a crowning ceremony as well. So we do their hair and their makeup, and then we put this crown on their head, um, symbolizing that they are the daughter of the King. And um, and while they're walking down to get crowned, we usually you, know, you set up a table and have them walk down. Um, one of the groups did this, and I thought that it was really impactful, and I'd like to do it here. They had couples come stand on both sides of the aisles and just hold signs saying loved, worthy, mm-hmm. cared for. Yeah. And just again, those words of affirmation. Yes, yeah. speaking into their identity in yeah. Christ. Um, and then we do, the church will show, we will throw them a baby shower. Yes. And I think that's such a great way to just, again, celebrate them and the life that they have created and um, equip them practically yes. with needs right. that they may have. Because those little tykes, they're kind of expensive, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> wow. So I'm really excited. That'll be really great. So all of that sounds really amazing. It sounds like there's tons of ways to really get involved with this ministry. So um, tell us a little bit about that. You know, how can the Family Tribe of OCC really get involved and the different ways that they can put their hands to this? Yes, so like you said, this is a huge ministry. There is a lot of areas that we will need volunteers. Mm -hmm. And I just want to ask you guys to just be really prayerful and, and not to wait until you feel like you're comfortable enough to volunteer, but just to get in there. And if you don't know where you fit, like call me and I will find a place for you because <laughs> you all fit somewhere. Yes, amen. Um, but, so we definitely need a couple co-leaders so, um, to be in the class with us and teaching the class. Uh, we need people for testimony night. Um, my prayer is if we have enough people that we have, we have like a prayer intercessory team while we're meeting with the girls. Um, because again, they're coming to us from all different walks of life and backgrounds. And the best thing we could do for these girls is lead them to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, and so I would love to see that. And just, we have some like, we need people to do like bookkeeping kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, keep track of gifts, and we need people to do the baby shower and mm-hmm. hair and makeup. And so there's just, <laughs> there's so many areas where you could volunteer. Yes, yes. Um, so as you guys are hearing this and thinking about this, I believe that the Lord is stirring you in an area. Now, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be really pouring into a connection with these girls. And then on, as we were talking about the princess day, the crowning day, the baby shower, um, I know you girls, y'all love to do hair and makeup and have parties and get together. <laughs> and so this is going to be a lot of fun. And um, how amazing, because we all know, we all know that whenever we serve 
we're the ones that receive the blessing, right? And so uh, it's just an amazing opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus for, uh, for the women of our community. Um, so is there anything else, Samantha, that you, um, that you want to add? Well, just to kind of piggyback off what you said, and it's something Embrace Grace says a lot, um, if you get involved with this ministry, you will get a front row seat to miracles. Mm-hmm. Like It's a house of miracles, y'all. Yes. So, like you said, as much as it's going to bless them, I think yes. it's going to bless every volunteer that Amen. participates. Amen. Well, who wants to have a front row seat to miracles? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, Samantha, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for sharing about Embrace Grace, and for being willing, just a willing vessel to give your time, your energy, and your devotion to the to coordinating this program. I mean, that's a huge deal. So thank you for being a servant and in that way. Um, okay, guys, so I want to tell you, you've heard all this, and you're like, okay, so what's the next step? How can I get involved with this? So in the chair pockets, Uh, along the rows, you will see some brochures that look like this. This is just an informational brochure. Um, I invite each of you that can to go ahead and take one and pray over it. Because as Samantha said, even if you are not able um, to actually get involved, you can still pray. You can pray for the ministry. You can pray for the women who are going to be coming through the ministry um, and pray for the volunteers that are going to be able to, um, to jump in and put their hands to this. So this just tells you more about the program. It'll be a reminder for you to take home and to pray. And out at each welcome desk, we have a volunteer sign-up sheet. And those will be out there for a few weeks. We're going to be starting this program in the fall semester. Uh, So when our community groups start up, um, we're going to be starting this. So we'll leave those volunteer sign-ups out there. They're at each welcome desk. And uh, if you sign up, Samantha will uh, be contacting you and talking to you about that. Um, She did mention the need for co-leaders. And I want to let you know that there is a training program that is online that through this summer, uh, she and I are going to be facilitating that, and we're actually going to be going through the curriculum um, together as leaders. And so um, I promise you, if you're interested in that, you're not going to be just thrown out there blind. We're not going to do that to you. You're going to have everything that you need to be a successful volunteer in this ministry. So um, I invite you to take a brochure, sign up at one of the welcome desks if you're interested now. If you have any questions, contact myself or Samantha, and we will um, be more than happy to give you some information on that. All right? And so as we get ready to do this, uh, you guys know as well as I do, um, you have to start somewhere, right? So, you know, we may only have one lady. We don't really know what to expect. We have some avenues of of reaching out to, to get ladies to know what we're doing here at OCC. But Samantha and Alicia, if it's just one lady at first, uh, or, or if it's just learning at first, I mean, you know, you never despise the days of, of small beginnings. And so we really don't know how this will, will go and, and how the Lord will do this. But we're believing, and what I want you guys to believe with us is that God would provide 
uh, the resources and the help, and then also send the ladies here that we can minister to. And I promise you, if it's just one, it was worth every penny and every bit of time. Uh, we did something yesterday, uh, this past semester, Freedom started off really good, and then, of course, life happens, and, and so uh, this was the smallest number that we went, that went through Freedom yesterday. But what I loved to watch yesterday is even with the small number, our excellence was still there. OCC maintained the excellence, and no one was, was gypped, so to speak, when they come through Freedom. Our volunteers were ready. Uh, we treated as, as if though there were 100 participants. Even though there wasn't that many, we still did it with the same excellence. And I see, guys, the same idea happening here. We're going to be ready. We're going to do the bracelets. We're going to do the showers. We're going to do the crowning and things, even if it's just one girl in the beginning, that we're going to put forth the excellence to do so. And so we're just believing God. I, of course, I believe there will be more than, than one. But uh, whatever that number is, uh, to God be the glory. And uh, we're excited about what God is going to do through this ministry, Embrace Grace. Are you guys excited about this? Come on, are we excited about what God is doing? So I want to I close like this. Um, I, um, I want to I do this, and I, I, I purposely did this, and I probably threw the media a guy back there, um, kind of like, what in the world is Pastor Jay doing? So, brother, you just got to get used to me, okay? <laughs> but I, I want to I show you all something. I want to show you the picture of Alicia and I's new grandbaby because we didn't get to do this on Easter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Pastor Daniel. <clears throat> okay, yeah. There he is right there. So this is, this is Harlan. This was a few weeks ago. There he is. Uh, Pastor Jay's shoulder. That's where he liked to be right there. There he is. That's what happens when he rides my shoulder. He goes to sleep. Let's keep rolling through these pictures. What's the next one? There he is on Lily's shoulder. That is awesome. And there he is right there. That's his Easter picture. And everybody say, aw. Look at there. Look at there. He is not happy with mom putting bunny ears on his head. And then right there, no, no, let's stop right here. So notice we're in Bass Pro Shop at the Pyramid in Memphis. And he, he whispered to me and said, I want to go look at four wheelers. So that's what we did. <laughs> and here he is on the four wheeler. And so let's let it, let's make another note that Pastor Jay put him on his first four wheeler, not Weston's dad. I did. <laughs> okay. And so he and I have an ongoing conversation. We're deciding whether it's a side by side or a four wheeler. Okay. So so anyway, we're figuring all that out. But uh, isn't that awesome? Come on, give, give my, our grandbaby a hand. <laughs> so I, I wanted to do that just because um, the joy that he has brought our lives. And um, I can't imagine not having that joy. And um, as we look ahead towards this, and even if Samantha a young lady decides to put a child up for adoption like you did. And by the way, can we finish your story? You met an amazing man. You now have two boys yes. and a daughter. Yes. What are their ages? Um, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Eight, six, and four. Eight, six, and four. So the restoration story of what God can do. But even if a, a, a mother chooses for adoption, what a blessing that child could be to a family. Mm. And... Um, you know, Alicia and I get to deal with so much stuff week in and week out in people's lives. And one of the things we got to experience this week was um, 
a person in our office who had gone through adoption and had been adopted by an amazing family. But because of that, um, it left a void inside this person. And uh, through the Holy Spirit in our office that day, the presence of the Lord came into that room. And we just began to share off the cuff. And we just began to just follow the Holy Spirit's leading. And through that, I looked at this person and I said, Do you know what the chances are that you were born? I know there's children in the room, so I won't get graphic. But for that seed to hit that egg... Do you know the chances of that happening? And as I'm sharing this story, this person is just boohooing. And I'm saying, you were chosen by God. You were knitted in in your mother's womb. You are no accident. This is not a fetus. This is a child. Amen? And so we begin to share that story and the healing that took place inside of that room. And I could not help but think, how many more are out there? How many children are there out there that that could be born into amazing families? All because someone loved them and embraced them and showed them grace. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week for another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yarbrough and One Community Church of El Dorado.